Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. You know, I hear that intro often, but you know, it's sober.coffee, not sobercoffee.com. We don't, oh, the oh, old There's people, so much confusion out there. I know, right? The old people use .com stuff. We're, we're new. We're fresh. <laughs> we use .coffee. So it's simply sober.coffee. Uh, welcome. Uh, someday, someday we will figure this out. Yeah, I know, right? Maybe. Well, welcome back to the, hey, by the way, just on the website, I mean, yeah. resource room. Dude, um, studly, studly work studly, on the website. Studly man. work on the website. Come it's, on. Uh, we, get, we launch you right to the episodes, get right to the meat, but then yeah. go check out the resource room. Uh, as a matter of fact, we've got a guest with us today in the coffee shop, John. Love and the we'll table for three. Yeah, introduce him in a second here, but we're going to be putting, so he's going to be talking, um, but we'll put links uh, to support the conversation and links where you can get more information. Check out the resource room. It's always growing and very dynamic. So the only disappointing thing I saw yeah. on the website, first yeah, of all, yeah, yeah. you go in that resource room. Yeah, right. I mean, you get lost in two days in there. There's so much meat. There, there's there's so much stuff. meat on the boat. Yeah. <clears throat> but I am disappointed. I'm yeah, right? really hoping to see your mom's picture on there. <laughs> I and, know. Well, you she's know, some some sort of tribute to our number one listener. I asked her to sign an NDA, and uh, <laughs> she, she wouldn't said, sign. Yeah, no, something about a lawyer. I, I don't know. I've got an appointment with a lawyer. I don't Dude, know. That's funny. That's but, funny. But uh, yeah, so today is uh, is part one, if you will, of a series that we're going to run. Uh, just having different guests in because here's here's my take on sobriety. Um, I have found an answer uh, to my drink and life problem. And uh, I found it in the 12 step, traditional 12 step uh, program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And it's worked for me. And I think that's great. But I also am wise enough. (laughs) I can't believe I just used me and wise in the same sentence, but wise (laughs) enough to know that it's not everybody's flavor, Glenn. Um, and, and I thought what we could do is over the course of the next couple of months, bring some people on that have programs that let's call them either alternatives, augmentation to 12 step, traditional 12 step. And, uh, and so our first, our first guest is going to be a gentleman by the name of John, who, uh, Johnny G, Johnny G, who's, uh, been part of, uh, a group of organization called SOS and, uh, you know, it's got roots, deep roots in, in recovery, and yeah. Yeah, so let let me bounce in be, before we have John come on. So, um, I mean, we're super connected on social media, uh, on Instagram and, and Twitter and whatnot. <clears throat> and, um, you know, there's there always seems to be an argument, right? Or always seems to be territorial discussions over AA versus this versus that. And, mm-hmm. and you know, frankly, I mean, we are... You know, and, and, and I'm with you. You know, I I, you know, I came up through AA, and I work AA every day, the, the 12 steps of AA. And, and I tried some other stuff, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And it probably didn't work because I didn't surrender to them the same way I didn't surrender to AA. And I didn't like good AA point. for 10 years, you know. Yeah, good point. And finally, when I surrendered, it started to work. So other things could have worked. Right. Um, but, you know, what we are is, and, and I love that we're doing this, mm-hmm. uh, what we are are cheerleaders for sobriety. Right. I don't give a flying rip. Right. You know, if somebody you does, almost used the f bomb there. Did you see me no, pull yeah, back, man? You pulled did back. Did you see me pull back? That was restraint. I know. I know. I'm doing better, <laughs> but I mean, I I literally don't care. Um, I mean, I won't let people mock 
my sober program right because you can't argue with the facts that's right but if somebody else has facts in some other program man i am applauding them and and i've seen some people recently on social media really get into heated discussions mm. and first of all i'm like why yeah right you know Just focus on being sober <laughs> yeah focus on, on and your being own a better game, person you know right. yeah so you know i i you know i start and, and i don't get involved right yeah. but john great to have you um sos I am not familiar with SOS. Yeah, give us a little really give us a little history. To, give us a little what uh, it's about, about and and uh, extend out a little uh, uh, branch of hope for people who AA might not be their thing. Yeah, thanks for joining sure. us. Well, uh, first I want to say thank you guys. Um, this is a rarity that um, uh, we get to any of us, whether whatever program or. Uh, structure that we're using to get sober that we get to get the word out to people and the message of hope and that's all we're doing here and i really love the way you guys and respect the way you guys are not uh, try, uh saying that there's some kind of corner to market on how that's done so um i i'll tell you just a quick little bit about me and i'll tell you a little bit about the history a lot about sos um i started my my first try at recovery when I was 19 years old. Mm. I wasn't even old enough to drink yet, legally. Right. Um, and um, so I didn't think I was an addict. I didn't think I was an alcoholic. Um, it was just learning how I was able to run track and cross country, which I had a, a natural ability to do without much work. And it was the only place at that time in my life where I got accolades. So, but mm. now, now these recreational fun things I was doing, a lot of pot smoking, a lot of LSD, some uh, booze, um, they were getting away of that. And so I thought, you know, I gotta stop this stuff. My life's going nowhere. Went to my first treatment center, stayed sober for two and a half years using a 12 step mode and, and um, used that modality for easily 25 years, if not more. Um, unfortunately, I had, um, I was not able to stay sober. I was about ready to, to say, you know, why I thought that was. And there is some good arguments for that, but really that's kind of a different story. Um, I just couldn't stay sober. And it led me to go through more than 23 treatment centers, mm. uh, four outpatient treatments other than- the Wait, 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 wait. Is that 20 some treat, like inpatient treatment centers? That's right. Well, um, wait, hold on, hold on. Glenn's going to one-up you. Hold on. No. What? No. Yeah, go he, no. He, no, I've, I haven't been, in, I, I've been in four full, I've been in more detoxes, but. Okay. No, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, just think of how much of your life, right? Yeah, right. All yeah. two, three, four weeks, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it was my whole life from 19 on, I'm 61 now, uh, has been about trying to get some kind of, comfort and peace in my life oh man really even before 19 it's just that when i i first tried drugs and alcohol uh, first got that first euphoria um that's when i found out oh my life up to this point was horribly stressful and and tragically bad um so before i ever got euphoria i figured that's just the way life was mm -hmm. and i i know i did all i could do was to survive then when i got high the first time i was like Oh my God, thank God. It was my solution. It was my peace of mind. Mm. And for the first three years, it was fun and games. And uh, but until, like I told you, um, it was ruining the very thing that was helping me get some peace of mind. Mm -hmm. 
And um, so, um, yeah, 23 treatment centers, inpatient, a uh, couple outpatient treatment centers. I went from smoking a lot of pot and doing a lot of LSD, a little bit of drinking to, uh, of course, fast forward a few years, getting hooked on crack cocaine. Oh my God, mm. what what a, a escalator down big time. It's like dropping drop down a, 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 cr a crevasse. Mm -hmm. And um, it led me to do uh, behaviors that um, I'm not proud of, but and landed me in prison for 18 months. Um, and all this time doing the best I can to go to meetings in between this using, you know, I'd get, I got a couple years, uh, twice. I got a year, three times. Um, mostly I, in between that, I would get like nine, 10, 11 months. And, um, of course, other than that, then there was just the trying to stay clean and not being successful, you know, weeks and months. Uh, Man, I, I can really relate to that, John. Yeah. Yeah. Went to inpatient. I went to uh, therapy to try and resolve these issues. You know, I got the old, well, you can't stop drinking and drugging it until you resolve your issues. You can't re uh, resolve your issues till you stop drinking and drugging right. it. It was, it was horrible. Um, but, um, you know, and I used to say, I, what a failure, all these treatment centers. And then someone pointed out to me, uh, thank goodness, is that um, the only thing I didn't fail at is to keep trying. Right. Sorry. Absolutely. And, Amen. um, yeah, you know, persistence is probably one of the, the greatest attributes. And um, anyway, uh, and I, I say one of the greatest attributes because I'm not going to claim that. I'm going to I'm going to say that that's an attribute that I have to work at. And um, so anyway, um, well, with all that relapsing and going to meetings, I worked all the steps, I sponsored people, all all the things that I needed to do. You know, I wasn't I was it really worked at my sobriety. Uh, my wife uh, thought, hey maybe you need to try something different. Oh my gosh. I, I freaked out. I thought, what are you trying to tell me that you're, you're trying to tell me to do my way. You know, I, I was really very, very um, worried about that. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, so she did some researching and I said, you know, along that, those few months, I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll look. And I, you know, I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to do that. I thought I was cheating out on my uh, 12 step friends. And I had a lot of great friends in 12 steps. I still do. And um, anyway, I looked at SOS um, and for the first time, and I've read the big book a lot, uh, for the first time reading some type of recovery uh, information, I was like, oh my gosh, I asked that question in the meeting and they told me to take the cotton out of my ears and put it in my mouth. Uh, oh, I- I've heard I that line. That. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I've said that at a meeting and uh, they told me I shouldn't talk about that um, until uh, I have more sobriety. I was not sober enough to say anything other than my name, that I was an alcoholic, and that I was grateful to be there. But here is this book I was reading where I was finally like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. You connected. Um, I connected. And so um, from that point on, it was a very, very difficult transition for me to go from 12-step recovery to SOS recovery. Mm -hmm. um, because, I, you know, in my whole year, 19 up to about 50 years old, I that I grew up to learn how to be a man in the 12-step program, how to be a human being. So all that was embedded in my brain. And um, anyway, so SOS. Yeah. What, um, what does SOS stand for? Secular Organizations for Sobriety. Okay. So I do this little breakdown, and this is my own interpretation of this, is secular is 
doesn't, it's just non-religious. It means that the, the uh, recovery system or whatever recovery that's offered does not have to be anchored by any kind of spirituality or religion. But SOS is not against it and uh, welcomes any type of uh, path to recovery. That's amazing that, um, you know, people can sit in a meeting and talk about God. They can talk about any kind of God. They can talk about being atheist, agnostic, or none of those things. You just talk about other things that have to do with recovery. And uh, it's completely acceptable. Um, and um, so, you know, one of the issues I have had with, uh, okay, so that was secular, non-religious, but not against religion. Mm -hmm. Organizations. Organizations, the way I look at it, because I was reading this book, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. Okay, I got to flip through and find the program. You know, the How It Works chapter. Tell me how to do this. Right. And I kept flipping through to see my mind was connected to measuring everything off of the 12-step program. Right, right. It's all I knew. And so um, no program. Where the hell is the program? This is this is just willy-nilly bullcrap. Um, how am I supposed to stay sober? And um, so that kind of uh, uh, threw me for a loop. And as I um, stayed with this SOS, and also I was kind of, I was going to AA meetings, but working uh, SOS style of recovery. And um, I realized that organizations for me means any and all resources that a person needs in order to gain and retain sobriety. Mm -hmm. So, so that was really neat for me to learn. And um, I was able to, SOS has allowed me to really take a journey. That's that for me is much more broad. John, you, re you referenced a book. Is there a book that is tied to, uh, to SOS? Yeah. Um, James Christ Christopher, that's the founder. I'm kind of paging through here to find all the titles of books he wrote. Uh, four different books. One's called How to Stay Sober, Recovery Without Religion. Uh, that was written in 1988. And it can be all these books can be found on Amazon. Um, then the next book he wrote in 1989 is called Unhooked, Staying Sober and Drug-Free. The next one is SOS Sobriety, The Proven Alternative to 12-Step Programs. That was written in 1992. And then in 1999, he wrote a book called Escape from Nicotine Country, How to Stop Smoking Painlessly. I ought to order that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's my um, bad. I'll tell you, cigarettes are a tough oh, thing. Oh, it's, it's a tough it, thing. Yeah. So then now, um, so, we, so we know organizations, at least from my uh, sort of definition, is any and all resources mm -hmm. that a person needs in order to gain and retain sobriety. Now, the last part, sobriety, secular organizations for sobriety. Sobriety is measured by only one thing. Are you abstinent? If you are, you're sober. If you're not abstinent, you're not sober. Now, that was really different for me because in the 12, and I, I, when I talk about 12-step programs, I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong, but this is what I had to measure off of. I, I, uh, thought, oh, well, yes, one can be dry and free and clean of all chemicals, but they can also be a dry drunk mm -hmm. if they don't work this program. Totally of miserable. Yeah. Right. I've done so, that. Right. So th in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says that sobriety is brought about through a, a personality change mm -hmm. sufficient to bring about sobriety. It's almost a quote out of the book. Mm -hmm. And so the idea uh, from the 12-step program is in order 
to stay sober, one must repair their life and and live, they repair it by living up to a certain set of standards or principles. And each step that's accomplished and works daily um, results in gaining a principle. For instance, step one is honesty. You gain honesty by working step one daily. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just an example of that. We're now, here's where SOS is different. And uh, a lot of people may argue against this as being effective. SOS says, we're just here to get sober, meaning abstinent, okay? But that's not the word stops. But what we're talking about is the one biggest method in SOS is a sobriety priority. Hmm. And that's that today I'm not going to drink or drug no matter what life throws at me. Love it. No matter, no matter what unresolved issue I have, no matter anything else, I'm not going to drink or drug. Now, when I first got sober using the SOS program, uh, um, the first couple of months, that worked really well for me. I'd kind of do that little mantra. I, I knew to do the, utilize these tools proactively. You know, don't wait until the stuff's hitting the fan. And that helped me through the day. But somehow, it was just one day, um, nothing was really bothering me. And I said this mantra, and I thought, wait, how is this really helping me? It's how is any different than just white knuckling it? I, lots of times I said right. I was going to be sober no matter what. It didn't stick. What What's going on here? So I enhanced it a little bit for me. And I said, I'm not going to drink or drug no matter what I think, feel, or experience. And I, that worked for a few weeks. And then I thought, I need to enhance it a little bit more. And so I would say out loud, I'm not going to drink no matter what I think. Oh, well, okay, so what am I thinking? And I would say this out loud to myself. I'm thinking X, Y, Z. Okay, while I'm thinking that, I'm not going to take a drink or a drug. And okay, what am I feeling? I'm feeling X, Y, Z. And while I'm feeling this, I'm not going to take a drink or a drug. What am I experiencing? I kind of put experiencing as sort of physical features, like I'm cold, I'm chilly, things like that, or or it's hot in here, something like that. And while I'm experiencing this situation or these these things, I'm not going to take a drink or a drug. So that little tool takes about 30, 40 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. And it worked really well for me because what uh, um, it taught me in practice to start listening to what I'm thinking, pay attention to it, do with it what I need to do with it, but whatever I do with it, don't drink on it. Mindful, mindful sobriety. Yes, and then um, what am I feeling? I got, I start getting in touch with my feelings. And for me, I strongly believe that when I hear my voice say something for myself, I'm feeling my vocal cords, It's it, I'm hearing my voice, okay. and um, it actually is- Awareness, yeah, awareness. Yes scientifically proof that it actually changes the brain chemistry. So um, where may, many of us know in, in uh, recovery that as uh, addiction is so powerful, and one of the powerful ways that it is is that it changes the brain chemistry. It takes, it hijacks the brain. And so survival must include the usage of chemicals at all costs. Um, now sobriety, if we change that around, say sobriety must take place at all costs. Okay. That's right. It's well, your, that's your priority. Right. Now, that's, that may sound very extreme, but what we end up doing, of course, is like most people do, is we find balance in that. Right. Nobody John, wants. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's, here's the problem. 
<laughs> the problem is, you know, we're trying, I'm trying to cram what a solution is to you into 20 minutes, right? And and I can see right now, it's not, we're not going to do it justice, right? Because I, everything I heard from you is so uh, consistent with my mindset and my approach. Um, and so I guess what I'm asking is, sure, what, what do you, what, it, what is SOS offering that people, and I'm just going to say it, that maybe they're turned off by the spirituality of Alcoholics Anonymous. Many people are. Many people are. So what is SOS offering those people as an alternative um, if if this just isn't their gig? Or more specifically, yes. John, what is SOS doing for you? How is it fulfilling your need and in life today? And what does your life look like today using the SOS program? Right. Yeah. Great. Great point. Thank you. Um, okay. Great questions. So SOS, what, the, what it offers people, um, whether they're disenchanted with another program, is it offers them a very safe environment. And, and uh, not only is it like space, spatially safe, but also the people who go there, um, they want freedom to uh, roam around with these thoughts and ideas about sobriety instead of, instead of them fitting a round peg into a square hole, they're saying, hey, I'm a round peg and I want to uh, get my sobriety to, to work with me the mm -hmm. way I am. Okay. And um, so um, it offers them this freedom to do that. And um, in the meetings, people talk about the strategies and tools and approaches that they utilize. Um, and they're so, some of them very different some of them, uh, like you mentioned um, earlier on, is that um, it sounds very much what you're doing, but you're going to a 12-step program. Right. So um, the, the ideas are maybe very similar or maybe the same, but different words are used. Mm -hmm. right. So, right. you know, um, there's not one speck of social pressure at all to use certain words. Awesome. Where, are these meetings international? I mean, where do you yes. find these meetings? Do you have like a little meeting finder app or something like that or? Sure do. Um, our website is sossobriety.org. Okay, great. And, and uh, the person goes to that, they they uh, look, they press, uh, find a meeting, mm -hmm. and there's a small, incomplete list of meetings. So that is awesome. Uh, we have meetings in Belgium. There's like 25 meetings in Belgium. There's enough meetings worldwide, and it is worldwide. Um, that people can go to one, two meetings a day. Um, there's not as many meetings as 12-step program. Uh, you know, the age of Zoom has been great for that. Yeah, right. Totally, totally transformed. And look at us. I mean, we're all sitting here on a podcast. I mean, I don't know yeah. that we would have done that pre-pandemic. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. So so this is this is really good. And we're going to put the links up on our website for this. What, um, to Glenn's point... Tell me, ex, ex, invite somebody into SOS um, based on your what you found there as a, pl a place for recovery. So invite somebody in who, who might be looking for an alternative to a 12-step program. So um, thankfully, I've had this 12-step background and, and, and very well versed in it that when someone comes to me 
and they uh, say, I'm, and I get these emails and phone calls often, um, is um, I just, I've been in this program, this 12-step program, and, um, you know, I go because it's all it's offered, and, but I'm not comfortable. Um, I'm not comfortable with step five. I'm not going to tell my stuff to somebody else. Um, and then I say, okay, that's, that's cool. In SOS, we don't have steps, but um, if a person chooses to use steps or even a complete full other program, they could still come to our meeting and talk about whatever methods they use. So you're not exclusive. You're inclusive. Not at all. Not at all. So this person then finds the ability to um, feel welcomed and yeah. And, and they could travel through that, you know, um, there's a, there's a lot to social connectedness. Mm -hmm. And if someone's in um, a meeting where it's all one language right. and all one way, um, they, and they need to fit in or else right. they're going to die or go, or go to jail or something, they're going to do what it takes. And then, um, right. And I don't and, want, I don't want people to die. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Parting. Parting shot, John. Gotcha. Okay. So here's the thing: if if uh, somebody wants to take a journey to see what recovery is like, if it's different, or they're just kind of playing around with it, come to an SOS meeting. They're open. They're welcoming, and nobody's going to say you can't come. We also offer support for friends and family. Hmm. Excellent. So, John, quick question, and we didn't tee this up ahead of time. Feel free to say no. Right. Sure. But if, if folks out there are listening mm -hmm. and they say, I'd like to connect with John, do you, do you have like a Twitter handle or, you know, are you out there on social media? So, um, there is a SOS Facebook page mm -hmm. and, um, I don't have any connectivity on it. I really don't use Facebook that okay. much. But a lot <laughs> you're better. Do. You're probably a better person for that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and I and, and I don't do Twitter, but I have my personal cell phone number mm -hmm. on the web page. And then also when someone and I'm I work full time as a chef. So during the day, you know, I'll they'll go to message and I return the calls uh, rigorously within yep. 48 hours. Wow. And then the 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 connect uh, to us form on the web page, the contact us form is just like emailing. So you're emailing SOS, whatever issue you want to talk about. Perfect. Like that's how you and I got involved. Yep. And then um, I answer those emails and excuse me. And I always, always answer them easily within 24 hours, if not like right after they're sent. That's yeah, great. And, you're and pretty quick. I thought your first name was info there for a while. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. That's, that's funny. That's good. Um, so it's SOSsobriety.org. SOS sobriety. Sobriety.org. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then use the contact form, reach out, and you respond to those. That's awesome. John, thank yeah. you so much for being here today. You rock, man. Thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, this was so really good for, stuff. Uh, thank you for sharing. Sharing some hope well, with us. Thanks for having me, and I hope everything goes well. You guys, it's, uh, this is a rarity that you're doing this, and really respect your work. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot, man. All right, man. We'll talk to you. Thanks, John. Be great. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. 
See you next week. And remember, there is a solution. 